welcome to my mommy's podcast. If you're like me and you live in an area where it's sometimes hard to find any kind of specialty ingredients, especially if you're talking about organic ingredients, gluten-free foods, or allergy-friendly foods, I highly recommend that you check out Thrive Market. So Thrive is like a combination of Costco, Amazon, and Whole Foods. And here's why I say that. So like Costco, they have a yearly membership fee, and this lets you access all of their special pricing and deals. Like Amazon, they're online, and they also have very fast shipping, and it's usually free with most orders. And then, like Whole Foods, they carry high-quality foods and specialty ingredients, and especially focus on GMO-free and organic foods. So it's really been helpful to me, and I know that you're going to love it too. Um, You can also get a free jar of coconut oil with your first order. So check them out. Go to thrivemarket.com forward slash wellnessmama. The other sponsor for this episode is the Wellness Mama Cookbook. And yes, that is my cookbook, but I wanted to specifically talk about it for a second because I spent a lot of time compiling this cookbook as a resource for busy moms. As a mom myself, I know that you just don't have extra time to spend hours and hours each day in the kitchen. And this is why the cookbook contains all of our family favorite recipes. Many of them you can make in under half an hour using only one pan so you can save on the dishes as well. And they have sneaky veggies, which use veggies in place of a lot of the refined ingredients in many foods. I know that your family will love the recipes as much as ours does, so grab it at any major bookstore on Amazon or check it out on wellnessmama.com. Welcome to the Healthy Moms Podcast. I'm Katie from wellnessmama.com and I'm here with Heather from mommypotamus.com and while we normally have a sauna cast, today we are having a wine cast because it just felt like a wine kind of day and the irony is that we are actually in a pod, so this is very technically a podcast as well. It's a podcast, wine cast, everything cast. And it's going to be super fun. And I think it'll be even more fun since we've had wine if we start with some confessions of health bloggers slash people who will try anything once. So um, Heather jokes that I have talked her into doing a lot of things. And um, this is that totally would be totally true. true. Yeah. I'm going to – I already said I'm going to start a secret blog, things Katie made me do. But um, I mean, like now I think I'm going to be spraying bacteria on myself and my kids. And I'm going to have to explain that to my husband somehow. So – so you're my patsy. Perfect. I don't but, tell any like hospital administration that if you ever have to get stitches, but. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. But so let's talk about some of the things you've talked me into. There are two things I'm never going to admit to. Um, but you guys can guess in the comments if you want to know. <laughs> and if you don't get it right, chances are you'll probably give us some idea of something <laughs> to try. Exactly. Um, but you have talked me into standing into in a tank that is negative 200 and like 10 degrees or something. Was it 210? Yeah, let's talk about this. So this is cryotherapy. And I actually will say, like, my husband is the craziest at this because he went down to like negative 280 one time just to see if he could do it. Oh and I'm gosh. like, you have fun with that because I would die. So yes, no kidding. Talk about why you love cryotherapy because you're actually better about it than I am now. So I really, really, really hate the cold. But um, I do, I mean, the research all suggests that like one of the very, very best things that we can do for ourselves is to train our bodies to adapt to both hot heat and cold. So like when I'm in my sauna, like my body's producing heat shock proteins, which protect DNA and they do all kinds of things. Like they are amazing. Like we already talked about those crazy worms that like live 30% longer if you give them exposure to heat because they produce those little magical heat shock proteins. But, but in terms of like biohacks, there's like nothing that beats cold and that kind of stinks because I hate the cold, (laughs) but I can stand it for two minutes. And so you talked me into 
going to this cryotherapy place with you. And so I hopped in there and oh my gosh, like it wasn't as bad. Like I remember saying to the guy who obviously has no frame of reference, I was like, well, it's not as bad as childbirth. (laughs) Which is totally like the right thing to say to a random person you met five minutes before. Um, but it was it was amazing how I felt afterwards. Like I felt just unbelievable. And I know it was the endorphins, but it was more than that. It really reset my stress response. Like we all experience, almost everyone has um, exposure to chronic stress and it can be through anything, just like light that's um, coming at us from at the wrong time of day. That's like stressing our bodies and messing up our circadian rhythm or, you know, just like a stressful experience. And oh my gosh, if you go online, you're probably experiencing something stressful. Um, But it, it, But yeah, I mean, like it really reset my strength response. And now, like, you know, my husband and I, it's like one of our favorite dates to do. Like we just, this is like the thing we do. Go to cryotherapy and get a sandwich afterwards at our favorite shop. So cool. Yeah, I love that. And I will say I still absolutely despise it. In fact, like the poor guy at the cryo place has to hear me for three, because it's only three minutes. That's the thing. It's not like an hour. Like some things you have to do, you're supposed to do them for like an hour. And so this is very fast. I'm like, you could do anything for three minutes, even super, super cold. But I'm such a baby about it. I'm the whole time like, I can't do this. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. And like this guy now knows and he's like, it's okay. You're fine. He won't turn it off when I tell him to. He's just like, you're okay. Um, but it, then if, you, if he turns it off, do you say, why did you turn it off? Exactly. So yeah. he like won't let me out now. Um, and I joke my husband because he can stay so much longer and way colder than me, which his genes, it also makes sense. But I'm also like, but you have fur. Guys have fur. Like you have hair all over your body. I don't. I'm freezing. Yeah. And you know what's really cool? And I'm like, this is like the super nerdy part of me. But um, I've been reading this book called What Doesn't Kill Us. And it's about Wim Hof, this guy. I don't know where. He's, he lives somewhere in Scandinavia. And he like climbs very, very cold mountains. We're talking like negative something, something degrees in his shorts, like in a pair of boots. And the reason he can do that is that he has a ton of brown fat, which I didn't even know this is a thing until a few years ago. But we, most of us have white fat. We're born with brown fat though, because like little babies, they don't have um, the metabolic ability to like generate heat um, using, I don't know, like their metabolism or whatever it is, doesn't generate heat the same way. So they have this brown fat that like generates about like what 30 percent more heat and it it literally just it's like an internal heater and so the more you self you expose yourself to cold the more your body adapts and the cool thing about brown fat is that it revs up your metabolism yeah like it doesn't make you fat you are never going to be fat from having brown fat yeah it's like the opposite it's like the anti-fat fat yeah exactly so (laughs) that's so interesting that you said that because I've always joked that like because our babies at different times have been in our bed. And I always joke, it's like sleeping with a space heater, yes. but it literally actually is because they're like generating all this extra heat. And I've read a little bit about Wim Hof too. I know people who have gone through his training, which yeah. is like, from what I can tell from Instagram, you sit in a lot of ice water for a long time. Yes. I'm like, I'll stick to cryotherapy. Thanks very much. But I know, I'm a big baby. <laughs> but he is incredible. And he holds all these world records for like amount of time staying in an ice chamber and like, he did, I think, a, a marathon in Antarctica, like, with just shoes and shorts, like shorts or something crazy. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So, obviously, like, he's a mutant, which is – mutants is going to be another podcast one day because yeah. we are both mutants. It's kind of fun, but not as cool mutants as him. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll get there someday. I'll, I'll have to extend the things Katie talked me into um, 
repertoire. Did I say that right? You did. Um, but, you know, it actually, when you think about this, too, um, it makes sense that our children, I don't know about yours, but my kids will run outside without pants on in, like, December, and I'll be like, you have to wear pants because you're making me look like a bad parent. And so, <laughs> but it's not fit that it's not actually um, bothering them at all. Like, they adapt to cold so much better until that brown fat starts to fade away. And the only reason it fades away is because the body decides you don't need it anymore it's if you're in a temperature-controlled environment environment but like that's one of the weird things about the way that we live now we live um in an environment that doesn't fluctuate like it normally did like hot and cold through spring through a spring summer and you know like different seasons and then also even like real basic things like day and night yeah well okay and so you said like environments that don't fluctuate and so like another confession we can make is float tanks. That's true, yeah. Because that environment does not fluctuate at all. Um, yeah. And I know, like, these aren't as good for you because of mutations, I think, and stuff as me, but basically, if you haven't heard of it, the idea is you're floating in sensory deprivation. So you're in about a 1,000 pounds of Epsom salt devo- dissolved in water that's exactly at body temperature, and you're also deprived of light and sound. So it's a little bit crazy the first time. Yeah, I mean, actually, I really, really loved it. Like, they said that it can scare you a little bit, but I think if you're, like, a mom of well, okay, mom of one, mom of anyone, then like sensory deprivation is like not the scariest thing you face that day. <laughs> and I really loved it. And I kind of think maybe I what Katie's talking about is I felt a little nauseous after it because the magnesium sulfate, ha- it has a like a sulfur component that I didn't process really well. But my body actually does process sulfur better now. So we should make a date. We should. And maybe if we could ever find like a magnesium chloride version of a float tank, you'd be better. That would be even awesome. But it is. It's true. It's like most people, like my husband didn't like it because it was like you have to go in this kind of pod and close the door and it's dark and quiet and a little bit odd. Um, But as a mom who like fantasizes about quiet and like (laughs) my biggest dream is to go sleep in a basement that has no light or sound. (laughs) It was pretty awesome. It was really cool. What else have we done that we can admit to? (laughs) So we did the mud bath. That's true. Yeah. That was one of our first like meetups. Yeah. Did we have photos of that that you never... We have some photos somewhere. Maybe if we had enough wine, we'll put a picture in the show notes or oh gosh. not. gosh. <laughs> I've never seen those photos so often. <laughs> we do need a photo together. We do, actually. Um, we do random things like brushing our teeth with charcoal, but we both talked about these kind of things. I don't think that's that odd anymore. We've, like, made it kind of mainstream to brush your teeth with weird things. Like, you brush with turmeric, and I brush with charcoal, and... Yeah, we both get lots of hate mail for the pictures of us doing that. Apparently, it offends a lot of people really seriously that we would have black or yellow teeth. But yeah, um, I think it's kind of funny because I think people have said before, like, how do you have a like a husband that like likes you? Because like it looks like from your blog post that all you do is like um, brush your teeth or look like you ate Cheetos and then wear funny glasses. But I mean, my my percentage of wearing funny glasses time is pretty low, except for in the evening, which doesn't count because my husband is also wearing funny glasses. It's like a bonding experience. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, someone said that exact thing on my post about the orange sunglasses because my original ones were these like $6 Uvex sunglasses that are actually shooting glasses that you wear when you shoot, which I also love doing. That's one of our favorite date nights is going shooting, but... Those are um, not one of the things Katie has d- made me do yet. yet. It's going to be next. See, so we're going to go shoot next. Um, but they're not attractive. And I posted a picture with them and it was hilarious. All these people were like, I can't believe your husband is still married. Do you have to wear those? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, my husband has seen me give birth. Like that is not the worst thing he's seen. 
Uh, fortunately, um, actually, the new ones that are out are so nice that I wore them on an actual date with my husband. Like we have, um, you know, date nights every once in a while, and we went out, grabbed oysters, and I wore them because I was like, they make me feel good, they help me sleep good, and so yeah, I wore them um, to the date, and they're not they're not ugly, they're not ugly. So this is awesome. So yeah, I have also worn them out actually for a mom's night, and I put them on because it like got dark while we were sitting there, and. Um, they're like they're orange glasses they're still they're attractive but they're still orange and this waiter walks up to us and he's like this super muscular like bodybuilder type who's probably like just out of college or something and he goes dude are those blue blockers and I'm like you know what blue blockers are that's awesome we're hitting the mainstream but if you're listening and you don't we should probably actually explain what blue blockers are and why we wear them Right. So first of all, yeah, we're going to run out of things to talk about because we're totally like becoming mainstream now. I know. What? We're supposed um, to be weird. Like remember, I mean like now there are like main – like huge magazines, like scientific magazines are talking about the gut-brain connection and like the only people that were talking about this a few years ago were like moms and who we were, were – Yeah, who were solving – just trying to, to help their families. And so now it's it's just – it's kind of amazing. Like these days when I want to know like what cutting-edge research is, I like go ask the moms who are like out on the front lines solving those issues. But okay, so going back to the glasses, our circadian rhythm, which apparently has – it's like one master clock that has all these – other made clocks it tells us like what time of day it is and and not only that but it aligns like every aspect of our functioning like our biological functioning to day and night how about you take over if you're like me and you live in an area where it's sometimes hard to find any kind of specialty ingredients especially if you're talking about organic ingredients gluten-free foods or allergy-friendly foods i highly recommend that you check out thrive market So Thrive is like a combination of Costco, Amazon, and Whole Foods. And here's why I say that. So like Costco, they have a yearly membership fee, and this lets you access all of their special pricing and deals. Like Amazon, they're online, and they also have very fast shipping, and it's usually free with most orders. And then, like Whole Foods, they carry high-quality foods and specialty ingredients, and especially focus on GMO-free and organic foods. So it's really been helpful to me, and I know that you're going to love it too. Um, You can also get a free jar of coconut oil with your first order. So check them out. Go to thrivemarket.com forward slash wellness mama. This episode is also sponsored by the Wellness Mama Cookbook. And as I mentioned before, this is a resource that I worked for hundreds and hundreds of hours on to create a guide that would actually be useful, practical, and really easy to use for moms who are busy and who don't have hours and hours each day to spend in the kitchen, but who also prioritize cooking real food. And my kids helped me test these recipes, so they are definitely family approved. They're also mom approved, and here's why. Um, Like I said, I'm an incredibly busy mom and I don't have a lot of extra time. So the majority of recipes can be made in under 30 minutes and a lot of them can be made in only one pan because I'm personally not a big fan of dishes and would rather not do any more than I have to. So you can check out the cookbook at any major bookstore on Amazon or on wellnessmama.com. It contains over 200 family-friendly recipes, as well as some meal plans, some guidance on planning, and some how-to for getting your family on board with eating healthy. I also like to tell people that it's a completely grain-free cookbook, but if you don't avoid grains, you can easily add in things like rice and pasta to dishes for most meals. Um, What I did, though, is I replaced a lot of the refined ingredients in the recipes with vegetables. Our family does not eat any refined flour or refined sugar, 
So I've replaced those in recipes with vegetables that kids love, like zucchini and cabbage and sweet potatoes. And there's everything from lasagna to chicken fingers to shepherd's pie and all of our family favorites. You can check them out, like I said, any major bookstore or at wellnessmama.com. Now back to the episode. Okay, so basically the theory that I um, operate on and the reason I wear orange sunglasses is if you think about it just biologically, like common sense, we don't even have to get into the science. Once upon a time, until about 50, 60 years ago, um, it got dark and you turned on like incandescent light bulbs only or candles or a fireplace or you did something crazy and went to bed. But now we have these computers called phones that we walk around with attached to our face at all times and we're staring at them at 11 o'clock at night and they have blue light. And from a biological perspective, the only time you're seeing that in nature is when during the brightest part of the day when the sky and the clouds are reflecting blue light down. And so you're getting that and it's super important to get it at the right time. Blue light is actually really, really good. Like I don't want to get the impression blue light is bad because it's right. awesome, but we're getting it at the wrong time of day. So essentially um, at a very basic level, you're signaling your body at 11 o'clock at night that it's 12 o'clock in the afternoon and that it's time to be alert and awake and to go hunt and fish and do all the things you're supposed to do, but you're trying to sleep right after that. So if anybody's looked at the research lately, like um, sleep disturbances are huge and they're rising. Hormone problems are huge and they're rising. Like kids are having these issues and we're all still staring at blue light screens at all times in the night. So um, I think I wrote that post like five years ago, but my thought was by wearing glasses that block those spectrums of blue light, you can at least mitigate some of the damage of technology because neither one of us is ready to like leave the internet behind and like have no technology. Yeah, not so much. Yeah, it's kind of important to our daily life. And I feel like a lot of people would feel the same way, but you don't have to get the negative effects of it. So my thought was wearing um, orange sunglasses with certain filters on them help block the blue light so that at night you're not telling your body it's the middle of the afternoon and it improves your sleep. And I know you wear them too. We're all weird together, but like what's been your experience with them? After I had my second child, I started to hit like you know, major adrenal issues. Like I was just, I wanted to be super mom. I wanted to do it all, but that's not really possible for anyone. And I wasn't really honoring what my body was telling me. I was trying really hard to fit into what I thought I should do. And I got myself in trouble. And so healing um, from that really required that I start listening to my body again. But the problem was that my body um, wasn't even getting the right signals. Like it was um, just, it just, it, everything was confused. And so one of the first things I had to do was realign my body clock with like, na- with, with nature without moving into a yurt. And so I started using the blue glasses at night and I started feeling like the sleep that I was getting at night was so much more restorative and like deeper. And then I was, you know, but the thing was for me, at least when I started waking up in the day, it, it would took, it took actually um, two pieces. Like it was, it was, it was two parts of the same whole. And that is, I ended up having to expose myself to bright light early in the morning too, in order to get the full effect. Because you're right, blue light is really good in the morning. It can stimulate the protection of serotonin, helps you feel more alert, and it does all kinds of good things. So setting my body clock by just day and night has uh, done everything for me. I mean, it's like it helps me focus better. It improves my mood. And uh, it definitely helps me sleep better. Yeah, for sure. I would definitely say that. And I know we both use some kind of like a light therapy, light box type thing. Um, You even have glasses that do it. But like there's so many different ways you can actually use technology for the better 
to improve it, even if you don't, like you said, want to live in a yurt. Because there was a cool study that came out recently that if you want to fix your circadian biology in one week, so if you want to biohack it, go live in a tent with no artificial light for seven days and you'll be good. But for those of us who have like, you know, a family who would not love it if we lived in a tent for seven days, there are ways you can build that into your everyday life, even if you're not spending time outside. So from the the, the bright light in the morning side, it's I found it fascinating to realize that even the like cloudiest of days are still so much brighter to our like circadian biology in the morning than um, being inside an artificial light because there's all these spectrums of light that we're just not getting. Um, But there are ways to like supplement that and to get the bright light. So like, how do you get the bright light? So for my, my kids, I actually have like a, a lamp that we have on the kitchen table. So they have breakfast under the lamp, which is really good. But for myself, I found that like, I just couldn't, like I was, I would sit at the kitchen table and try to sit there for 30 minutes and play my day, but I couldn't think because there was like laundry, like staring at me or like 10,000 things or like, I it just like, I was always feeling anxious because my first more like the thing I like to move first thing in the morning so I use um retimer glasses which are kind of interesting because they use blue green light instead of just blue blue light and um they work really really well I remember texting my husband like when I started using them I was like my brain is alive (laughs) Um, I wasn't really prepared for like what a profound impact it would have on me but it has um, they aren't for kids though. Like up until I think like 11 or 12 years old, kids have a different, like the way their eye is formed, like the lens isn't crystallized. So the retimers are like, they were developed by a university and they're amazing. They've been featured by like CNN, Forbes, everybody. Um, but they're for adults. And uh, the, the Lux lights though, the ones that you put on the table are, are often used for kids and like are considered totally fine because the spectrum is slightly different. Um, so kind of like there's a lot of different approaches that work um, just based on whether you're like the kind of person that likes to wake up slowly and would be fine with sitting at the kitchen table or if you're what are we um, we're the warrior gene people who can't sit still in the morning Mount A for the win yeah um, we have to wake up and greet the day by attacking it That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I love that like we have a wake up light too that um, like a, just a 10,000 lux light that goes in our kitchen for the kids and I got to try the retimers with you today which was super fun like they're obviously super attractive and yeah, we'll make your husband statement. I would not wear them on a date they're <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they're actually like they're endearing in their own oh way though gosh. like <laughs> they're pretty interesting they look like you're about to time travel like my daughter actually believed me when I said that I think <laughs> but um they're awesome I can totally see how they would have that effect and um I think like the point of all this too is that we really are just starting to understand kind of like how circadian biology affects literally every aspect of your life from your blood sugar to your hormones to your gene expression. Like this is something that we didn't have to work at a hundred years ago, but now we do. And so since we do, like you can find easy ways to integrate it with your family that aren't going to stress you out, but that also um, help you keep your mental edge and your sanity. Cause that's the question I get a lot is like, what do you do as a mom? Because you can't sleep eight hours every night. If you have a baby, you can't. Um, and people ask that you probably get those questions too. And that's like, those are the things you can do. You can wear orange glasses after dark. You can try these retimer glasses in the morning. Like there's a lot of stuff you can do, even if you're not able to sleep because of family or because of a job or because of whatever reason. Yeah. And I mean, if you're, if budget is an issue, you can also just go outside and take a 30 minute walk unless it's like, well, actually, if it's really, really cold, you can do it in your shorts and do the Wim Hof method and be really cold. And it's like cryotherapy. 
the other thing I was going to say is I don't, I think you actually, I know you have interviewed um, the author of The Power of When, and he wrote a book that's all about circadian rhythms. He's a sleep researcher. Um, what's his name? Dr. Michael, Michael Bruce. Michael Bruce. And, um, you know, he has, I, I don't know if I agree with absolutely everything that he recommends, but I thought he made some really amazing observations that basically like we all have something called bio time and we often beat ourselves up because we can't fit like with what we think is the right thing to do at the right time of day. But um, biologically, there are days, there are parts of the day where we're more capable of doing analytical type things. And then there's other parts of the day where biologically, like the hormonal flow, like the ebb and flow throughout the day and the production of our neurotransmitters will make us like more, uh, make us better at doing like creative or analytical things. And it's not the same. So I actually used his book as like a loose guideline for structuring my day. And I found that when I stopped fighting with my biology, I started enjoying my, my days like a whole lot more. And that was a breakthrough for me. I didn't even realize that I was fighting my biology until I read that. So it was kind of a a cool and interesting book. Yeah, I agree. I liked his book a lot. And I agree that I didn't agree with everything he said, but I think he made some great points. And um, I feel like that's also because my doctor, Dr. Christensen, would agree like you can do so much for your bio time and your your chronobiology by just like going outside in the morning and going for a walk. Um, But even if that's not possible, like all these things we've talked about, you can do inside even if you're stuck inside all day or you're like you can work these into your daily life and that can help really make a difference in your biology over time um and just help you to find more balance that way yeah speaking of bio time i think it's almost time for our kids to eat dinner (laughs) yep i think you're right so we should um we're gonna head that way and feed them dinner but like everything we've linked to we'll make sure is in the show notes and um there's so many actually more weird things that we've tried that we haven't even linked to like um, cryotherapy sleeping like chili pads and like all kinds of things you're doing so I'll include links to some of those in the show notes if anybody is um, interested they can like get some advanced notice of these and also if anybody wants to guess the two things we're never going to admit to in audio you're welcome to guess in the comments and we might tell you if you're right or not um, but until next time thanks so much for listening and I'll see you next time on the healthy moms podcast Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Moms Podcast. Did you know that you can become a Wellness Mama VIP member for free? Just go to wellnessmama.com forward slash podcast to subscribe to the podcast and then click free membership to gain access to a membership library of health and wellness resources. You'll get the latest from Wellness Mama each week as well as special discounts and offers. Also, find Wellness Mama on social media to stay updated with the latest podcast episodes, blog posts, and more. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you next week.